Hello, fellow lovers of all things green. I'm Mary Stone, and welcome to Garden Dilemmas, Delights, and Discoveries. It's not only about gardens, it's about nature's inspirations, about grasping the glories of the world around us, gathering what we learn from Mother Nature, and carrying these lessons into our garden of life. So let's jump in in the spirit of learning from each other. We have lots to talk about. Hello there, and welcome to the screened porch. It is quite chilly, and the wind is blowing, but it is the cusp of Thanksgiving, and I am going on a road trip to Tennessee to attend my nephew Isaac's wedding. I can't help but reflect back, way back to episode 57, about the mystery of the mutating Alberta spruce. There was a segment about genetic mutations and how they can be harmful, and then I ended on a personal note. I wrote that in the case of Alberta spruce, the genetic mutation was beneficial, turning into a lovely specimen plant. But mutations can be harmful. My nephew Austin's wife was airlifted to the Vanderbilt Hospital in Nashville last week. Sammy has been diagnosed with a very aggressive form of lymphoma that grew secretly inside her. The journey of Sammy's healing was remarkable. Her spirit unwavering, as was her husband, Austin, who's also my nephew. And I have happy tears already, imagining Sammy walking down the aisle as she will be, as a bridesmaid for her soon-to-be sister-in-law, Samantha. I am so grateful for the prayers. I just believe that that was a big part of her recovery. Of course, medical intervention as well, but uh, the power of prayer boy oh boy and last weekend we attended Kurt's niece's wedding so there are many weddings on this fall time of year and as I look at the leaves flying through the air I just can't help but uh, look forward to the new season ahead and the new beginnings of the young lives that are committed now to each other as they are to God or your higher power if you prefer who is committed to all of us if we choose to listen Speaking of commitments, Saturday was Veterans Day, always November 11th, but this year it was observed a day early. It leads to this week's story about the history of Veterans Day, poppies. It starts like this. Hello, fellow listeners and readers. It was confusing the day before Veterans Day this year. Folks were off and schools closed, which surprised me as I always thought it was observed on the actual day of November 11th. And there's a reason for that, a significance to 11-11-11, and why poppies are often on lapels on Veterans Day, a day to remember the sacrifices of all who serve our country and serve the world in hopes of inspiring peace. It's devastating that violence is ongoing. Will we ever learn? It is so true what troubling times we have going on in the world. So I dug into why the Folks were off, and it turned out that, indeed, TheHill.com said that they were observing Veterans Day on November 10th as a federal holiday because of the date falling on Saturday. I hope the federal holiday shift does not continue to make these three-day weekends that are so popular because I'm afraid that we'll lose the significance of the day, which leads to the rich history of Veterans Day. While World War I officially ended with the Treaty of Versailles in June 28th of 1919, combat ended seven months prior. A truce known as Armistice was agreed upon between Germany and the Allied Nations. It went into effect on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month 
1918, and it is considered the end of the War to End All Wars, coined after the War That Will End War by H.G. Wells, published in 1914. If only that were the case. President Wilson declared November 11, 1919, the first Armistice Day, and it became a legal holiday in 1938. The name changed to Veterans Day in 1954 to honor all American veterans of all wars. The date did once float to make a three-day weekend, like Memorial Day, Columbus Day, and Washington's birthday, but that changed in 1975 under President Ford. The U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs explained the restoration of the observance of Veterans Day to November 11th not only preserves the historical significance of the date, but helps focus attention on the important purpose of Veterans Day. A celebration to honor America's veterans for their patriotism, love of country, and willingness to serve and sacrifice for the common good. And as I said, I hope the tradition continues where we celebrate on the 11th, because if it stands alone in the middle of a week, it stands alone in our hearts, in the memory of the history that's so important to all of us. And let's not lose sight of that. How brave our men and women are that serve our country, and we honor you with humble gratitude for our freedom. How poppies became a symbol of Veterans Day stems from a powerful poem titled Flanders Fields, the name given to World War I battlefields from southern Belgium to northwest France. Flanders Fields is famously read at veterans' memorial services. While there are different versions of the story, the most common is that Lieutenant Colonel John McRae was inspired to write Flanders Fields after presiding over a friend and fellow soldier's funeral, Lieutenant Alexis Helmer. According to legend, soldiers retrieved the poem after McRae, dissatisfied with his work, threw it out. The poem was first published on December 8, 1915, in London's Punch magazine. It starts with, In Flanders' fields, the poppies blow, Between the crosses, row on row. Though McRae's handwritten version reads, The Flanders' fields, the poppies grow, And grow they do. I can't wait to tell you all about poppies because I just love this alien-looking plant. Poppies have mixed meanings. The traditional red, a symbol of remembrance, healing, and eternal life. Creamy white signifies peace and restfulness, while pink, purple, and blue hues represent creativity, accomplishment, and lavishness. We all know the scene in The Wizard of Oz when the field of poppies puts Dorothy and her friends to sleep. The annual poppies, which is Papaver somniferum, are what make opium. The same plant is the source of poppy seeds that adorn bagels. However, 90% of the opiate residue is removed during processing. There are both annual and perennial poppies. It's the annual common poppy, Papaver rays, that is the one in Flanders fields. Folks also call them corn or field poppy, due to the proliferation as an agricultural weed. If you have pets or kids who have a propensity to eat things they shouldn't, skip the poisonous annual poppies. I adore how the alien-looking poppy flower pods ascend from hairy stems on spiky fern-like leaves, bursting into vibrant blooms. Blood red is the iconic color of the bowl-shaped flowers, but there's orange, yellow, salmon, pink, and cream-colored poppies, too. They like normal to sandy soil, not clay, full sun to part shade, 
and are drought tolerant once established, and they are deer and rabbit resistant. So there you go, you must add poppies to your garden. Ken Roberts, who's my singing buddy and dear friend, we sing together at the Karen Ann Quillen Home for Hospice, sent a link to a song that references Flanders Fields, titled No Man's Land, also known as The Green Fields of France, or Willie McBride, written by Scottish folk singer-songwriter Eric Bogle in 1976. The lyrics are about a 19-year-old fallen soldier. Brings me to tears. One chorus starts with, While the sun's shining now on these green fields of France, the warmed wind blows gently, and the red poppies dance. The trenches have vanished long under the plow. No gas and no barbed wire, no guns firing now. Let us never forget or take for granted our veteran service and those who gave the ultimate sacrifice. Garden Dilemmas? AskMaryStone.com Yes, indeed, let's never forget and let's pray and hope that violence ends in this world and that we learn to love each other. I came upon a song by Lucas Nelson and Promise of the Real titled Turn Off the News, Build a Garden. And while the lyrics at times can be corny, the message is so powerful. And I think we have a few minutes. I just want to share a few of the words that starts with, I believe that every heart is kind. Some are just a little underused. Hatred is a symptom of the times, lost in these uneducated blues. Turn off the news and raise the kids. Give them something to believe in. Teach them how to be good people. Give them hope that they can see. Turn off the news and build a garden with me. Perhaps we can change the words to stop the violence and build a garden of peace and love with me. Imagine that. Thank you, dear friends, for visiting with me each week. I so appreciate it, and I can't thank you enough for the fact that our community is growing because it inspires me to keep going with this each week because I think the more that join us and take time to watch the beauty of the rhythms of nature and learn from it and learn from history instead of changing it or destroying it or hiding it, we can grow and heal this country, this world. We can heal our earth. Thank you so much for being part of it. I look forward to the next time on the screen porch. Have a great day. You can follow Garden Dilemmas on Facebook or online at GardenDilemmas.com and on Instagram at hashtag Mary Elaine Stone. Garden Dilemmas, Delights, and Discoveries is produced by Alex Bartling. Thanks for coming by. I look forward to chatting again from my screen porch. And always remember to embrace the unexpected in this garden of life. Have a great day. Mm -hmm.